Hi, my name's Alistair. Hi, my name's Kat, and this is Bad Pop Productions Podcast. Okay, so it's been a while. No, it hasn't. Yeah, it has. Oh, yeah, it has. Yeah, 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 it has been a while. A while. So there's been a lot of world events that have happened. Have there? I thought it was quite quiet. Okay, so I've been told that the world has come to a standstill since we've done the last pod. Well, yeah, because if you think about, like, well, think about, think about, think about this. Think about this. Last month, there was monkeypox. There was rising COVID cases. There was a war in Ukraine. There was increasing like horror stories every week. I don't like the, the, what happened in the last two weeks. Has been it's been fairly chill compared. Like, well, no, I mean, monkeypox has been forgotten. No one cares about COVID anymore. Boris Johnson was almost ousted in a leadership vote. He wasn't. I was, no, he wasn't. Well, were they not doing a vote? No. Were they not going I, to... I'm sure it was his own people pushed them over the edge because they knew there was no way he'd lose it at that point. Like, I think that was the best time for him to have that vote. Talking about Johnson... Maybe in six months' time he doesn't survive it. But then talking about Johnson, didn't you mention that because he's quite embattled in the UK... <clears throat> mm that he went to Kiev again mm. because that's the second or third time now since the war's begun. No, no, I, I didn't say that's why he went to Kiev. I just said it's it's kind of convenient <laughs> and I'm sure that like every time a, a leader gets like, yeah, a wee bit... It must be a really nice thing to have at the moment for world leaders. Like any time they're like unpopular at home, just go to Kiev and get some instant brownie points walking around the city. Why would you risk going into a place where there's a war zone and there's missiles being launched? It's they clearly could... not that dangerous. Well, there's been places that have been less dangerous and they've shot down civilian jets often by accident. I think the other thing is, though, the Russians probably don't want to shoot down a Western leader. Like that might escalate. I think they're it probably could be interested done in not. It could like, be. We don't know. You're right. It could happen. I think it's relatively, relatively safe though, and relatively can be contextualized. It can. And it's weird how it's technically a war zone, but there's still, but NATO still hasn't said it's a no-fly zone. Well, they well if they did that, then they would be at war with Russia. So which they should be. They should uh, go to mm. war with Russia. Let's put up a fight with Mister P, man. Well, it's not. It's just it's a nuclear war, kind of worry that like who mentioned anything about nukes hodge well nato's a nuclear armed alliance and russia's nuclear armed and if we go to war then that's the and if mr p even contemplates using the nukes <clears throat> his own people need to stab him in the back literally metaphorically get that old bag out you will to take that risk so let me say so you're saying you yes. want a no-fly zone you want to that's what i want now threaten Putin with nukes. Yes. And if he goes to use them, you're relying on his other yes. folks in the Kremlin to. That sounds take reliable. Yes, yeah. it's happened before, and I would say that that's a great plan on my part. And I don't think that anyone would object to that apart from you. I'm just no. I'm not saying it's not a good plan. It's I'm just saying plan. you're rolling the dice a bit. There's some. I'm going to roll the dice in your face in a minute. I know. I know. I know. Okay, so back to UK news. Strikes happening. Where. In in the UK. Which industries? Uh, transport. Which, which element of trans Like car drivers? Or they <laughs> tend to work for themselves. Why would car drivers go on strike? Oh, yeah. Well, Why would then? car drivers go on strike, Alistair? Okay, That's fine. not Who's public transport. You tell me. Um, you should be aware of this. Biscuit the tube's been going on strike. Oh. The railways. Yeah. And this is not just... 
specific to Scotland. This is national, the railways, the tube. Um, the buses were planning to. Yeah, Some of the bus companies were, but their pay increased, so now they're not. Right. Yeah. First bus, the pay increased, meaning that they're not, not like doing strikes. And oddly enough, ScotRail was only doing one service, uh-huh. but now they've upped it to two. But there's still issues because Network Rail deals with the signalling and a lot of the signal people are are on strike, meaning that they need to get covered to people, which is why the delays are... Which is why trains are more late now and the delays are happening. Right. So, um, Scott, so it's not actually ScotRail, it's Network Rail. And it's the signalling lot. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not the customer service or the train conductors. So they're part of the RMT union? I thought, well, RMT deals with transport. Yeah. So maybe, but are the ScotRail staff part of that? Like, I don't know. The ScotRail are, but I'm wondering if the network, if the signalers are. Rail, I mean, that's transport, so it must be. Okay. Because, but how do the... How does it work in the UK when it comes to unions? I mean, is it mandatory for certain people in certain sectors to be part of a union? No, I, in fact, I don't even think you're allowed to make it mandatory. Um, in fact, you're not even allowed to make it mandatory that students are part of a student union when they're at uni. Um, that's that's voluntary. You can like remove yourself from it if you want. And what are your thoughts on the uh, strikes that are happening? I don't think I'll notice much of a difference. I mean, the train system in the UK is so terrible anyway that, you know, they say 90% of the service won't run. It's like, it doesn't normally run. Like, normally 95, 98% of the service is off anyway in any given day. It's not. But judging, like, people complain so much about it, you'd think that was the case. Do you know, I, we were talking about this. It's quite convenient, but here in Scotland, like, we use the rail, like, they've, they've focused on, like, three different rail lines that because uh-huh. like the little bit of the service they can keep on they focus on, like three mm-hmm. different lines and um we actually those are the only three lines we ever really use in a day so we're actually yeah. you and i are actually pretty lucky for this so we won't really notice it that much um that said i i typically support striking workers um why uh, i don't always ah. support them I've never heard a time that you've not supported the workers. I have, yeah. When? Um, well, I maybe a caveat it more then, but we used to work at Amazon, right? Yes. An Amazon warehouse. And I felt that when they were talking about unionizing that, that they were a bit naive as to what they were doing. I, I mean, I, if, if I'd come to it, I definitely would have supported it and voted for it there. However, um, so I would have supported it, but... Overall, I didn't uh, think the goals were that achievable. Like, What exactly were the goals? So, there was never any serious talk about it at the plant we were at. Um, however, when you kind of got into the odd conversation with people, like, most people seem to have quite grand views about, like, you know, making the job, like, half as easy or paying, like, you know, 30, 40% more. And it's like, it's not really how these things really like it's not really that level of money available for that kind of thing um the other thing is if you support a job or an industry too much in that way it becomes uncompetitive and then you can't compete against like like 
And that's not to say that that's a bad thing, but it's that you need to have a wider, like, normally you can't just change your one employer. Like, I, I don't like unions where all they want to do is fight, like, you know, against the one employer they work for. Normally what you want to do is, like, change the entire, like, industry yeah. or even the global kind of economy and how it works. Like, you know, if you got to a stage where, like, let's say you worked, I don't know, a, a furniture factory, making furniture, and you had a union and they negotiated, like, double the salary. Yeah. That would be very nice. But then, you know, what happened when another country, like, you know, China or any other nation mm-hmm. is paying people less and they then have cheaper furniture they're importing and suddenly, you know... You don't really get that wage because you know the person you work for goes out of business. Yeah, although, yeah, I guess I've never heard you mention that as a reason before. I think I have. We've talked about it in terms of. No, you just well maybe, but you tend to mention that you support strikes because the workers' rights are important. Yeah. Uh, like I mean, I suppose that's the defining reason behind. Why I think people would strike overall? Yeah, so I do pay agree with that. For more so-called I, regulation, I think overall unions are a good thing. Um, most of the rights that we have as workers have been defended by create like you know, the rights were fought for by unions and they're defended by unions. Um, it does annoy me when it comes and actually I really support rail workers striking. Um, In particular, rail. Not in particular, but just they, they are, I really like them because they're the most aggressive with their industrial action. People tend to get really pissy and go, oh God, the, the train drivers are on strike again. I can't get to it. And it's like, well, you know, and they go, oh, well, they're already on 45 grand a year. It's like, yeah, that's because they strike. That's how that works. Like the more you fight for higher wages, the better your wages are. It's like shock horror. Um... The other thing is unions tend to strike for safety reasons as well. It tends to be good for passengers and service users. Um, you say the UK has some of the safest um, uh, rail networks in, in the world. And partly that's because unions do go on strike and normally some of the conditions are fighting for... Um, you know, keeping things like maintenance going, keeping um health work, health and safety in mm-hmm. place, and making sure there's enough staff on to uh to deal with emergencies when they crop up. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's because you've kind of talked about the positive of striking. I feel that I need to come in and balance it out with. I also Tom. talked about the negative as well a bit. You did. Do you not think another one of the negatives is just? the inconvenience on the public, particularly when there's strikes with public transport. I guess, but it's one of those things where I think you don't really have a right to be pissed off at that. Like, it's their business what they do. It's like, it's exactly, yeah, it's like, you know, the kind of pro, pro-lifers, um, anti-abortion activists. It's like, it really upsets me, abortion. It's like, yeah, well, it's got nothing to do with you. It's someone else's body. So you can be pissed off if you want, but it's not your choice. The same thing. It's, you know, it's yeah, there. Protesting dis- against abortion doesn't necessarily mean <clears throat> people will stop having abortion. Yeah. And it's there. It's these workers. Um, It's their, you know, it's their... <laughs> what do you call it, like, conflict with their employers? Like, that's what it is. Like, it's not that, yeah, you might be upset by it, but... It's, it, 
It's not your choice whether they strike or not. It's not like they're trying to fight and break everyone else. I think that's how it's often phrased that way, like these workers are trying to break the economy or break everyone, and it's like, not normally. Normally it's really just, almost always they're fighting for very specific demands against their employer. That's how you do it. Yeah. A society where people didn't strike at all would have really low work quality, like really low wages. And actually, it's the thing as well, it's a good thing for the economy that this is here. Like, Well, they don't really strike a lot in Scandinavia, but the wages are quite high and it's quite safe there for workers. So if a country develops, then maybe you could argue that the workers' rights tends to increase. Cause they, they strike less really, than in the UK. I don't think in Scandinavia. They, they, I think unionisation is like pretty common though. Yeah, but they don't really strike in the Scandinavian countries like Norway, Denmark, Sweden. I didn't think so. Or do they? Um, I didn't think so. Really? Well, I mean, if they do, it's not as much compared to the UK. And I don't think that they do it a lot. Okay. Or am I wrong in saying that? I have no idea. Don't really know about. Well, now you're beginning to make me question myself. Well, you just said something utterly ridiculous. I don't think it was ridiculous. Exactly. I've no idea. I don't. I've never heard Listeners, someone Ali say that before. So I don't know said, how true it is. Yeah, exactly. Do you have a source for that? Do you have a source for the punch I'm going to give you in the face? You're really upset today. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, well. Okay. So, I mean, I'm just not sure whether this so-called militancy behavior is very efficient for the country but then you're saying that kind of maybe the public don't necessarily have the right to be annoyed or frustrated i actually disagree i think it is actually quite efficient for the country as a whole it's something we've talked about in the past where if you keep allowing employers to pay lower and lower wages employers aren't incentivized to bring in you know devices that make services more efficient that make employees more efficient like technology and whatnot mm-hmm. um the higher the wages you have to pay someone you know the more incentive you have to make that person more productive um, to account for the higher wages and it's not perfect as i say union activity can go too far in that direction and say like you know if you tripled everyone's wages in the uk you businesses couldn't cope with that like they couldn't make you three times more productive and you would lose out to other workers around the world but you know if you were to put in say a five or ten percent pay rise a year yeah maybe inflation would go up a bit but you would force employers to make people more productive so they could keep up with it um and i think that you know by fighting for higher wages you know they're kind of actually making the country and the economy more efficient over time because employers are then incentivized to make sure that their workers are more um more efficient i guess i didn't really think about it in that context and yeah if you miss a a train once or twice it's like fine plus as as upset as people are at it i had a horrendous day the other day on the trip i never normally have bad experience i think actually the rail network's pretty good in the uk what exactly was the experience were was it not so bad you were four hours yeah so train trains were a few trains were cancelled in the morning and then like the connections yeah it it, it was yeah yeah i was uh, late getting where i needed to go very late coming back but it's kind of 
it's not normal. Normally, it's just normal day. Like it kind of comes and goes, and you maybe miss five minutes there or whatever. But it was a. It's fine. Like, it's unusual that it's that bad. Um. But I mean, it's hardly like an end end of the world sort of situation. <laughs> like. There's lots of other options if they didn't. I don't know. I just, people get so annoyed at so many things. It's like, it's not really. The other thing as well, people were, this is kind of my point as well about like people get annoyed at workers striking, like rail workers striking, but a lot of the time they are fighting for like passenger safety and keeping the train safe. Like you'd rather, I think over, you'd be, actually people wouldn't rather, they just like to complain, but it's like people would start bitching and moaning if there were more deaths in train derailments and stuff. Like, <laughs> Well, yeah, if there was a lack of health and safety and there was an increasing amount of accidents, then yeah, of course. They'd be, be furious as well. I don't and think there are like, a lot of accidents in There are, and, and part of the reason is that people are fighting to keep these high standards in place. And some of the groups doing that are unions from time to time. But it's like this thing yesterday, like there was a train cancelled, and it was the train arrived at my station while I was waiting for my train. So it's a different train to the one I was getting. Mm-hmm. Pulls up. They decided it wasn't safe to run it. Train was damaged, but whatever. They got everyone off. And everyone starts, like, moaning and complaining. Like, why can't you just train there? Why can't you just go to the end of the night? It's like... Yeah, but imagine, like, they ran it. And it fucking, like, caught fire or whatever. Like, it was damaged. It's a massacre. It's, like, it's an inferno. Yeah, right. It's like everyone wouldn't, you know... Like, oh, well, they said they just wanted to get on it anyway. No, you'd be furious at them. You can't have it both ways. You know, if you want that, go to a kind of third world country where there are no health and safety and people hang off the side of trains and shit. Like, that sounds like half of my holidays. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, this is an experience. Yeah. Not a burden for me hanging off a train. I like... Overall, I do like unions. I, I say there's occasionally I'll put caveats on and be like, and if I'm talking to someone about it, like I say, there's a... I had one or two conversations when we were at Amazon with people and they're like, oh, yeah, I want, you know, £25 an hour. It's like, I don't think that's realistic. <laughs> it's like, on any... Amazon was paying 15 an hour, right? We were on we were on £12 an hour. Plus... It was 15. Well, overtime was um, double pay, not including the night bonus because we were working nights. So yeah, it was really random shifts. If you did the, if you did the normal work week... Plus the twenty hours, like extra time, you were on um sixteen pounds an hour was what you were averaging. And the living wage in the UK is how much? So that, that I don't really know what you mean because like they changed the minimum wage to the ter- they changed the term of but it to the living wage. Living wage and minimum wage tends to be used interlinked it and changed, now. but it's very different. Minimum wage is what's legally, but living wage, I thought, is what you can live comfortably with. No, they changed the definition. The government started, the Conservative government's in at the moment, started, they re, they renamed the the minimum wage to the living wage. They renamed it. So there right. isn't really a, I don't know what the term so is. So the living now. wage in terms of that actual definition of meaning has been lost. Because yeah. I thought living wage, when it, it originally be, was coined yeah. as a phrase, was... The so-called wage that the yeah. average person needed to live comfortably. A dignified, Which, yeah. like, I thought years ago used to be at least 15 an hour. Right. Well, now they're saying... No, it was about... I thought Outside it, of London, it was about 20, 30% above the, the minimum wage. Which was what? Uh, at, the, at the time, just now, the minimum wage is like nine fifty an hour. 
That is if you're over the age of 21. If you are, yeah, yeah. So what's 20 to 30% above that then? Uh, what, 110, £9.50, £90, £3 more, minus, what, £5.50? I remember reading that the living wage a few years ago was supposed to be 15 an hour. Or more. UK, that was, that would enable people to live comfortably. But it's a bit interesting. They've been arguing that for a while. I remember the Communist Party of Great Britain has had this for a while where they've been arguing, but... They've been arguing for a fifteen pound minimum wage for about a decade now, so with inflation, that's probably closer to twenty twenty five quid an hour. I know Switzerland a few years ago actually there was a bill in their parliament, but it didn't pass mm-hmm. that they were going to pay workers, uh, fifteen or twenty euros an hour. Yeah. But the thing is, though, I was thinking about it. Switzerland is not immune to inflation, right? Like, it's not yeah. like they're in a... So the thing is, though, in theory, let's say hypothetically, if that country did, let's say, for the sake of argument, pass the law, would that actually... Would, would 15 or 20 euros an hour enable with inflation and the cost of living anyway in a country that's that expensive? Would it mean that the average worker there would be living more comfortably say than they would prior it depends i don't um, know because i can't contextualize it in my head so about it depends it depends on a lot of factors in fact inflation isn't very well understood um uh, I don't understand higher wages don't automatically lead to higher inflation um if inflation was fully understood then there wouldn't be inflation unless you wanted it because it would you know they'd be able to model it and they'd be able to tell what policies led to that kind of thing. Um, it's about like I guess what percentage of like the work get like the money that's made goes to different people or different groups. So like you know, once again, imagine you're working in a factory, like, let's say you're producing, um, like, so if you're on minimum wage, you're probably producing um, uh, about sort of 20, 25 pounds worth of value an hour. So some of that money has to go to the upkeep of the factory. Some of that money has to go to the upkeep of the equipment. Um, some of that money has to go to sort of repaying loans and stuff or credit that was used to build it. Some of it has to go to, you know, if someone's invested in the business, it's reasonable that some profit is made um, for taking a risk on it. Um, some of that money goes as profit to like, yeah, say the owners and whatnot. And then some of that money goes as your wages. And it's like, Of that wealth, I guess that like if you start, if you're producing twenty pounds worth of goods, and you start getting paid thirty pounds an hour, then like inflation's gonna come in because there's more money than the value of the goods, so it'll rise in price to go up. But you know, I think there is a question that more money should go to, um, more money should go to, yeah, people like working. But then again, you can ask well. I don't know. You can ask how much value someone's adding as well, because, like, let's say there's an engineer invents a machine that allows you to be more productive on the line as you're making whatever it is you're making. 
should more money go to you because you're producing more stuff now or should more of that money go to the engineer that made the device that made you more productive it's like what's the fair split of that it's like really complicated and i'm not exactly sure what the answer is plus it's not like there is infinite money a lot of people get like in this thing as well like so many people are just unhappy anyway like you could give them any wage or any hours and they'd be miserable <laughs> like well some people that are just never valid, happy like no that's a valid argument there are people that's today valid, that complain bitterly about the nhs being an absolute shite bag and it's like it's yeah, better than it's ever been treatments have be- are better than they've ever been like patient outcomes are better than they've ever been oh so it sounds a bit extreme but the thing is though and i don't want to patronize that like, i really don't and it sounds quite extreme but there are places where there's not even basic right. health care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I won't name the places yeah. because I might get cancelled. Although I'm not well known enough to like be cancelled. But I have been to places where... Yeah. I mean, I'm talking like if you had a scratch and it wasn't dealt with and it got worse. Or even if you fall and your arm breaks. like There's right. just, just not just any death. help available. Yeah. Well, either that or you need to rely on someone that maybe isn't qualified. Right. That yeah. might know a bit. And they go... Right. And they try and do something. I don't know. But, you know, I have been to places where, like, the equivalent of the health centre is basically a shag. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, there was a certain place where I went and I was given these statistics and they said, if a baby's born and it manages to make it to the first few years, say maybe three or four years, yeah. and if they're healthy then, you know, they've, like, got a chance. But if they're a very ill baby, then they won't make it because there just wasn't just any availability yeah. of any um, health care. Um, I don't know. I mean, maybe you can argue if that's the community or the society, then they do need to rely on one another more. Maybe then you can argue, like, the bonds are stronger. But I still I think the lack of right. development is yeah. sad. I find that quite depressing, to be honest. But some people choose to see the positives. I'm more objective about it. I think, well, I mean, I don't think it's all positive in that respect. No, there's good and bad. But um, as I said, it's like people in the UK compared to that were pretty good. And it's like people will complain bitterly about and Because people have their own context yeah. for things and their own comparisons. I think wages should be higher across the board and I really do support strikers and in, in fighting striking workers and fighting for that. I think um wages actually I think it would be good. I think wages are so low at the moment it's probably bad for the economy. I actually think the economy would be stronger if more people had more money. Um that said, I think there is a limit to that and I wouldn't support anything too crazy. Um like you know, I think, too crazy like what? I think when you start getting up to things like a minimum wage of like twenty twenty five pounds an hour, that is it sustainable for businesses to I, pay that to employees? I don't think it is, and actually, even if they can afford it, I think you well, start. Well, larger limit, ones could, right? They could, but I think some businesses could, and I think they probably would find a way if it was that or failure. But I think if you're given that amount of money to workers, the problem is that you then stop having money to reinvest in the next like level of development and growth starts to slow down. But like, Amazon, it's a huge trade-off. But wouldn't you agree certain companies, because of their wealth, they could afford that and more for workers? Yeah, yeah. Like the tech companies, um, Tesla, SpaceX, the Amazon lot. Yeah. 
the Amazon company could like definitely afford that. Right. But certain companies, like even the medium sized ones, probably couldn't. Say like an independent coffee shop on the UK High Street. Mm-hmm. Do you think even with two members of like staff, could like they afford that? Well, not even they might be able to. But I mean, the thing is, like, there isn't even at Amazon. I I worked this out. I, I these numbers are going to be slightly off because I don't remember exactly what I worked out, but. Amazon makes about something like eight thousand, nine thousand pounds per employee that they have. It might even be a bit less than that. But you know, if you were to offer each employee a thirty percent pay rise, so that kind of twelve pounds an hour going up to, you know, about fifteen, sixteen pounds an hour, that's all that would be all the profit used up. There'd be no more money left for, for kind of profit. And that's money that can't be used to reinvest in growth and anything else. Like that is the absolute maximum they can pay someone without the company going like bankrupt is like fifteen, sixteen pounds an hour. Like over time the company you could then start offering things like shares and stuff, but that's a bit of a Ponzi scheme in the long run. Um it's not easy to see how like how much you mm-hmm. could expect as as like extra. And Yeah. I thought Amazon was a really interesting one. I really do support um, striking workers and higher wages, but when people start saying they want more life of this and that, I'd actually be far more interested in more health and safety at work, people being given the chance to work with less dangers around them. Like I think rather than give everyone an extra one or two thousand pounds a year in their pocket, I think most people would have a higher quality of life if that money was put into health and safety at work. They take Amazon, for example, it was really hard work, it's physical, it's really on, you know, and we've seen, we saw a few people when we were there quite sick and ill with it, you know, I'd far rather... Yeah, because their tolerance for those kind of jobs, because you're on your feet. You are, yeah. You know, I mean, them? not like the full time, because we do have breaks, because we had two yeah. breaks, right? I remember until we got our kind of shoe wear sorted for ourselves, which we paid for ourselves, like, we were in agony for the first few yeah. weeks we were getting Although used to Although I still really ached, though, even yeah. with the shoes. Because when you stand for long periods, right. do you know what I mean? Like, your legs hurt. Like, it's not just your feet. But, I mean, so if, the thick soles protected your feet, as Honestly, for me, if we were to be offered an extra one to two thousand pounds a year in salary, or that money going into things like health and safety and making the job a bit easier, mm-hmm. better equipment, better feet care... I would take that over the, the higher wages. And I think I think that's part of the problem. Like, I think most workers would just, if they were offered a cheque for like 500 quid, yeah. they would take the 500 quid cheque rather than say two grand worth of, you know, extra equipment to make the job better. Yeah. I think that's part of the problem. Like I wouldn't, I can't support that. Like, like I, I can't support it, but I mean, I, I'd far rather have better working conditions than a little bit more money every, every year. Yeah, true. Yeah. True, true. Any hoozy, that's been a really oh. long pod. Has it? No, it's yeah, not. Half an hour. Oh, we're only doing half, 15 minutes now. Half an hour, but you were talking so much. I was, so you got me talking about unions. And we all know that Ali loves unions. I do. All right. Bye from Kat. Bye from Alistair. Bye from Bampot Productions Podcast. And check us out on Twitter at Bampot Pod. Bampot Pod. Bampot Pod. Well, it's bye from me. Bye from Cat. And bye from Alley Cat. And, and bye. Check us out. Oh, we did that. Right. I, yeah.
So you've just repeated what I've said. Bye! Bye. <laughs>